a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Utah Puck Report. It's been a minute, and uh, we're all yeah. back. I'm your host, yeah. Jay Stevens, and our co-host... Yeah, Gary Michaels. How are you doing? You're here. Yeah, you're here. You're the busiest guy I know. Like, uh, you've got... You run a radio station, basically. Well, that and five kids, you know. With five kids playing hockey and doing oh, sports. Oh, man. Yeah, lots of hockey right now. And then another guy that's <laughs> super busy right now, and our, our special guest today, Tim Branham from yeah. the Utah Grizzlies. How's it going? We're glad to have you here. Welcome. Things good are good. To, good to be here. Just getting the season rolling for us. This is our second season. And how many seasons is it for you in Utah now? This will be my seventh. Wow. Seventh year. Nice. And I'm for those that don't know, seven. Tim is the head coach of the Utah Grizzlies. Pretty much and, call this home now. Yeah. You know, it's the longest I've ever lived somewhere. So, wow. Yeah, I guess that's probably true, That's huh? the life of the hockey player, right? right? You're always moving around every six months. This is a great place to call home. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah. All right. So, um... <laughs> Tim, I want to talk to you, and, and Gary and I have been talking a lot about what's going on with the Grizzlies. We're excited for the season start. starts uh, this week, right? Yeah. You guys have, are you in town Friday, Saturday? Yes. Yes. Home. And home against Idaho. Idaho. Okay, Correct. and you had a couple of preseason games, which is normal. You play, yep. you play Idaho in the preseason. Yep. And uh, you saw that I did an article, and I talked about, <laughs> so I had, to, I had two articles. I don't know if you saw both of them. Uh-huh. And one of them, I talked about the goaltenders that are coming in, and I, I went through and I looked at the depth chart, and then halfway through uh, writing the articles on who I thought was going to be where and what goalies were, the Avalanche made a trade and uh, brought in another goaltender, and uh, that kind of messed up my article a little bit, and I tried to, <laughs> <laughs> I tried to fix I it. to do that. Right well. out. But uh, as, <laughs> as always, I mean, training camps are about uh, opportunities for guys to prove themselves and Correct. guys that maybe weren't number one on the depth chart or now number one on the, you know, Correct. you've got a chance to, to prove yourself. And uh, and that's true for forwards as well. So you've got a ton of new guys. That was the other article I wrote. I talked about how I thought uh, the Grizzlies were going to go deep into the playoffs again this year, or, or this year. I called it last year, and I called the Tampa Bay Lightning to win it all last year. And I said, I'm going with both those picks again this year. Here are my reasons. And my reasons were Tampa Bay is that they didn't make, they didn't panic and make a lot of crazy changes. Yeah. And I think they've got, I mean, they have the best goalie in there. There's tons of depth there. And now they've got experience. And now with, I, I explained that with the Grizzlies, you guys only have so much control of your roster, but the, the Avalanche are super involved and want all their organization to be, from top to bottom, to be competitive and to feed each other. And I said, I, I predict with, with that involvement, with your coaching and with what you have coming back with leadership roles, because you've got a couple strong leaders that, Sometimes that's rare in the East Coast League to be able to hold on to guys for a few years. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited to find out who you've got, who's been kind of standing out, and what we can expect this season. All right. Nice. So uh, tell us who's uh, 
scoring wise, has somebody really surprised you so far this? Uh, you know, scoring wise, um, we've got so much depth up front again. Um, uh, you know, very similar to our, uh, you know, if you, if you looked at our playoff roster, it was very deep. However, there's guys that were injured, you know, like Yuli yeah. Herbert downing, those guys, um, took turns being, being injured and, um, you know, our roster this season, very, very similar to that kind of skill level. Um, you know, Colorado has sent us um, Tim McGauley. Um We just got Josh Dickinson. Um, Brandon Sajan got sent down. Another prolific scorer from the OHL. Um, I've seen him in two rookie camps now um, with, with the Avalanche. Um, and he's uh, he can score goals. Um, you know, we've got uh, – I've, I've signed uh, Cole Castles who played in the DEL last year. That's the German Elite League. Um, Three years in the American League before that. We signed Griffin Molino, um, played for the Canucks a couple years ago, five games with the Canucks, and then spent a couple years in the American League. Um, It was mostly with the Marlies last year, Toronto Marlies. Spent a little bit of time with the Newfoundland Growlers. Um, We're we're just very, very deep up front, and you've got um, a Japanese kid, uh, Yuri Torero. Really? Yeah, he... uh, Probably, arguably, the most talented player on our roster as far as uh, skill work and hands. It's crazy how good his hands are. It's unbelievable. Um, and his passing ability and catching passes, that that kind of ability is, um, he's on. He's at the next level. Wow. He's a, yeah, he's a, this kid. I hope it translates to the, to the games. Um, you know, it, there's, there's always going to be an adjustment coming from you know, from that that Asian league that he played in. Is that where he where yeah, was? Yeah, he's he in the Asian year? the Asian league, okay. which is notoriously really fast, really skilled, bigger ice kind of thing, right? Not and a lot no of contact, hitting, no yeah. contact kind of thing, right? So um, it'll be interesting. He's he's built very well. He's a really thick kid. He's uh, really good balance, really good on his edges, and he's not afraid out there. He'll go out and hit guys and get in the corners and that kind of thing. So I think it'll translate really well. So. Um, yeah, very deep. Uh, Travis Barron's back again, um, you know. And then we've 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 got our other guys, you know, like uh, Mike Economos, who who we all know has done really well, a character kid, uh, Mitch Maxwell, um, you know. So we're 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 so deep up front. We've got eight character uh, eight contract forwards up front right now. Um, obviously, the, like you said, the roster is going to change uh, throughout the season, and um, you know, right now on paper, um, looks pretty good up front. Yeah, you know, sounds really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. So when guys get uh, sent down, right from like like Colorado and stuff, do they? How's the, how's their mindset? Is it uh, is it harder for others? Or I mean, does everyone get that? Hey, this is part of the process, and you know, it's just working towards what you want to where you want to be. I think I think they yeah they know it's part of the process, but um, and it, it just kind of depends on the situation of of where you came from, but. Um, you know, they're all competitors. They all want to be at the next level. Um, sometimes it's a shock when they get sent down. Sometimes uh, they've been here before, so they know what to expect, and it's okay, and they just right in stride. Sometimes they're a little upset, and it might take them a, a couple days to kind of get over it. It's our job, and, and the players in the room, it's their job to, um, number one, make them feel comfortable. Number one, make them feel welcome, um, and let, let them know that it's it's okay. Like it's It's okay. You know, you're you're in an organization that cares, and it's a three-tiered system for a reason. You know, and um, you're better off playing here than sitting out in the stands 
up in up in the American League. So, um, you know, that Eagles roster is super deep. Um, the Avalanche, uh, super exciting team yeah. this year with all their talent oh, yeah. that they've got, right? So, um, you know, they're tough lineups to crack. Um, our lineup down here is going to be tough to crack, even for the contract guys. If they if you don't perform, it's you know it's not just going to be handed to you. So, um, you know, to answer that question, it's uh, it just kind of varies. Some guys come down and take it harder than others. Some guys come down and um, they they don't they don't miss a beat. And um, it's our job to make sure that uh, you know they're ready to go each each and every day. So, do you watch nice. for that? Like uh, as a, as a coach, do you? If you see a guy that maybe wasn't expecting to be sent down, do you maybe lean to one of your leaders and say, hey, 100%. keep an eye on this kid? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, I've got good communication with uh, Greg Cronin, who's the head coach up with the Eagles, um, and then also on the player development side and the, and the management side, whether it's Craig Billington or, or Brett Clark. Um, we're in constant communication every day. Um, you know, They'll let me know how the meetings went, sending them down, yeah. um, things to look out for, um, You know, what, what kind of – player they were up there what kind of things they said they need to work on uh, or what they told the player that they need to work on uh, we want to make sure that it's you know there's a lot of transparency and, and a seamless transition for these guys because they're not just being sent down here to to be parked and to be out of the way like they're down here to develop and get better as players so they can play for the avalanche one day and uh, i don't think there's any other way a better way to do it does that ever dictate do they ever say like this guy needs power play time and then and now he's on your power play um uh, yes and no. Um, obviously, if it's an NHL contract guy or, or an American League contract guy, you know um, Joe Sackick up top is going to want that player playing, right? So it's our it's our job to. Um, there's a fine balance there, a fine line. Um, you know, we got to make sure we give those guys a, a good opportunity. Um, you know, it's also our duty in the summer to make sure that. And, and the scouting staff with the with the Colorado um, to make sure the guys that we're signing are are, are good players too, right? So, um, yeah, there is a, there is an onus on us as a, as an organization and an affiliation with Colorado to um, to develop these players. Uh, they're not going to develop just sitting in the stands either. So, right. yeah, there definitely is an onus on that. However, you know, if as an organization, um, the Grizzlies, uh, the Eagles, and the Avalanche. If we deem it's necessary that a player needs to sit to either teach him a lesson or have him regroup um, or whatever, yeah, we're, we can do that too. But that's usually an organizational decision. All right, cool. So uh, defensively, what are we looking at this year? Uh, on defense, well, we got Tegan Zahn coming back, right, captain uh, last year, player player coach. Um, you know, he's really trying to transition into that into that coaching role. I think he'll probably be in and out of the lineup this year. Um you know, obviously uh, Taylor Richard yeah. being back um, is huge. You know, he's the I think he's the longest tenured player right now that we've had. I think he's what four years, four or five years he's been here. So, um, yeah, he's been here a while. Four, nice. yeah. Um, just a just a leader on and off the ice. He's a guy that uh, works hard every day. You know, you know, as a coach, it's great to have a guy like Taylor in your team. You know what you're getting from him every single day, and when you when you have that, when you know what you're getting out of your players, you can put them in situations to be successful and, and have success as a team. So that's what you're you're hoping for as a as an end goal um, to get from your players. But Taylor brings that professional attitude and work ethic every single day, and um, both on and off the ice. You know, in the weight room, um, he eats right, uh, works hard every day on the ice. Uh, just a, just a good person all around. Yeah, um, I've, I've actually it, it's funny because. Uh, 
I the first year that he was here, you could kind of tell he was that character guy. Yeah. And granted, I only get little windows into the locker room. Right, I'm there for like two games or one practice or five games or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's some of those guys just really stand out. He was one that always stood out, and so was Tegan. His first round through, yeah. And it's it's interesting because Tegan has the the he's got the rare experience of being here, being a fan favorite for his first couple of years pro, and then being you know the enemy when he was with yeah. Colorado when they're in the East Coast League, and then you know because that was those were some pretty heated battles and he mm-hmm. had, but he was still like the fans still knew who he was so they'd have anti Tegan fan or signs or whatever right yeah and now he's back and yeah. and I'm sure everybody's he's that guy that you hate when he's on another team and yeah. you love when he's on your team so he's yeah. got that rare experience of being the good guy the bad guy and now the good guy again yeah and it's you know when either one of those two talk in the locker room everyone's listening yeah. you know so oh, they man. they've got that presence and and that's good you need guys like that uh, in in the room, that's not that's nice to get. I, I don't know that a lot of teams will have two character guys like that in the locker room. It's, it seems like character guys like that are either you know they get picked off or you're lucky to get one guy of such solid character. And, and yeah. they're both great in the community too. They both yeah. seem to like every time the Grizzlies post stuff and they're out doing stuff, they're front and center and seem to be you know the kids hospitals and yeah just seem like great guys you, you need that eh? minor league sports mm-hmm. it's so important just like you guys did last year uh, with going out to the, the kids you know the mites yeah. and all their practices and stuff that was awesome yeah you doing that again this year yeah for sure okay cool it's huge yeah the kids love it mm-hmm. you want to just yeah. give them your kids practice schedule right yeah, now yeah, I'll, 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 I'll let you know <laughs> but garrett sent me pictures all the time he's like all right this is the guy that's at our practice today Who is, yeah, which one's this i'll be looking at the picture like i don't, yeah. I don't recognize it's a terrible picture come on get a better one. <laughs> oh but that is so cool and it, that's I, I can just imagine being a mite and then having some kid that you you know you or some guy that you just watched the night before Mm-hmm. You know, you go to a Grizzlies game and you see number 20 out there, or number 25 or whatever, and you're like, oh, that guy's awesome. And then the next day he's at your practice running you as a little kid. It's just And that's, awesome. I've already had that conversation with the boys, you know. And sometimes when you get when you get to this level, you forget you forget what it was like as a little kid to idolize someone. You know what I mean? Now you're yeah. at that level. You're, you're, right. you're that person. You got to kind of, not that you forget, maybe not that you forget, but you've got to understand that you're that person now, you know? And so I always tell them whenever you're going to a, an appearance, whether it's a player appearance or a, at a practice, like be present, you need to be present. You know, you're not on your phone. You're making sure like, this is the biggest thing that those kids are going to go through on that day. And, and the, the lives that we're affecting and that we're, we could, that you're changing, you know, is, is, is massive. You know, there's, um, there's so many lives that you can touch every single day. And, uh, those kids go home and they, they talk about mom, dad, like, this, you know, Taylor Richard was at our practice today. Oh my gosh! You yeah. know, he signed a puck for him. He signed a jersey. It's huge, yeah, know, for little kids. And the impact—it's uh, well, they talk about this in in the army all the time—is like the impact of that battle may not be noticed for a long time. Like you'll win a you'll win a battle that can ultimately win you a war. Yeah. And just as, as a side, like a sign of that with hockey is way back in the day when the Eagles were like, let's say this was like 1979 or 1980, the Golden Eagles would send players with plastic sticks into elementaries and teach kids how to play hockey or what hockey was, like for gym class. But you'd have actual Salt Lake Golden Eagles out there handing out plaques. I remember these plastic sticks that they'd hand out. And uh, you'd play hockey in gym with these plastic sticks and a plastic puck. And a, a few of those guys got cemented from, one, 
learning what hockey was that day and two, meeting a player and then they were handed tickets to go to the next game or whatever. Yeah. So then they dragged their parents to the next game and then by the next season they're enrolled and then they enroll five more of their friends into the game. That's how I got into the game is a buddy of mine had gotten into it from that exact thing at a school and he decided he was a hockey player from that minute on, mm-hmm. from like fifth grade. And then by sixth grade, he had a bunch of us playing street hockey with those same plastic sticks in front of his house. And by 10th grade, we were all on the Murray High School team. That's where Murray High got its team, was this kid. It had, it had blossomed from that one day into an yeah. entire high school team. Yeah. And then next thing you know, you've got... That's awesome. Yeah, it's, that's how those little things... I, it, you may not notice the effect of it right away, but when we talk about... Like the whole purpose of this, pro- this podcast is to grow the game here in Utah and to promote the game of what's going on in Utah and to let people know, hey, this is, this is legitimately happening right here in Utah. The yeah. Hockey's growing. We've got guys in the NHL. We've got more guys than ever in the NCAA. And it all started somewhere like that. Right. So those, those programs are so... Like it's easy to be, oh, you know, we just had... You know, we just had five games, and now we had a hard practice, and now Coach Bag skated us th- today because we were not at our best, and now we got to go out and mm-hmm. be in the community. Yeah. So it's good that you remind them that yep. you know this could be that day. This could you could change somebody. That kid could end up in the NHL. The kid right. that you talked to today, just because you talked to him. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's cool. Yeah. Very true. All right. So let's uh, let's talk about goalies for a second. Okay. Because <laughs> that's <laughs> you guys are. This has to be one of the best uh, problems to have, <laughs> right? Because you—it's not you're not looking for a guy right now. You're—you've got depth. You've got—you've yeah. got a lot of choices, right? So uh, the Avalanche make make a trade, and that gives you another option, right? So yeah. who did you have in camp? So in camp we had uh, Mason McDonald. He was sent to us from Colorado right away. Uh, I signed in the summer. I signed Jeff Smith, who played at St. Cloud. Yep. And the Blake Watala, who played Division Three, um, out east. Yeah. At St. Like I looked up that. I school. don't know how to pronounce that school. Yeah. 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 I looked that up, and I was like, I'd never heard of that school. Yeah, he dominated yeah. Division Three. I looked up his numbers; they were really awesome. Good. Yeah. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andreas Martin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. So, okay, and the, and you know going into it, you know that you have three guys coming to camp, and then but you know that there's still extra bodies flowing around in the top. Yeah, I mean, I knew I had two guys coming to camp, and then it's, you know, you expect guys to come down from Colorado just because of how many that they have, yeah. you know. Um, but, again, that depends on injuries and how guys do, right, like you were saying earlier. So, yeah, and then Mason, Mason was sent down and uh, went through. Uh, he played the first preseason game, Mason. And then the other two split Saturday in Boise. Yeah. So have you ended up having to waive anybody yet? Have you released any of the goalies yet? Yeah, Blake Watala. Oh, okay. Just uh, yesterday. All right. Um, And now who do you – so you you mentioned to me that you get Hunter Miska. Yeah. And Hunter's a name that I've known for a while as a a goaltender. And it's Matt Millar is – so Matt Millar – 
just to give you a little background on this, played at NDSU Botno, where I played. And Matt's dad, Peter Millar, was the, he's like a legend in equipment managers. He's been, he was with the LA Kings for like 30 years as their equipment guy. So, you know, he was there when Gretzky was there and he's been there forever and then retired. He's going into the Hall of Fame. They have an equipment manager Hall of Fame. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that either, but they, I was just wow. told by Matt. Anyway, so Matt was the head coach in, uh, in Dubuque. And uh, I was talking to him because Matt's helped with my goalie camp here indirectly and directly with sending us lessons and other goalie coaches. And then we have also sent some of our goalies from Utah to Matt's uh, premier goaltending in Minnesota. So Matt and I had talked and he said, there's this phenomenal goaltender that I'm trying to sign with Dubuque. And he's like, it's Miska's kid, the mask designer. So all goalies know who Miska is because he designs goalie equipment. And they're like, so that's literally his dad. Yeah, I didn't know that. And they, well, I'm gonna ask him tomorrow. Yeah. And they said, and and, <laughs> and so Matt was telling me about this kid. He said, "Here's the craziest thing about him. He kind of refused to play hockey. He was a late starter, and uh, really got into it at age 14, and by 16 was starting in the USHL. Wow, wow. So he was like, and I might be getting some of the story wrong, or maybe Matt was." Uh, Sure, brought him with I, me. I am believing yeah. all of it, so don't worry. <laughs> well, <laughs> Sounds good to me. I'm yeah. not. I'm not making any of it. I'll, I'll, I'll confirm that tomorrow. Matt, <laughs> Matt could have inflated some of the story to me, <laughs> right? So I'm not. I can't. It's. I'm not like an investigative journalist where I actually went out and researched this. I just talked to Matt. And Matt, <laughs> Matt told me some stuff, right? And then I knew who this kid was, and I'm like, oh, I wonder how this will work out because Matt's t- Matt's pumped other goalies' tires with me before and told me how great these guys were back in the AHL days. I cannot remember the goalie's name. He was a Cornell goalie, and he was, and and Matt had had a hand in developing this kid too. And he's like, he's going to be the next start. He will be the biggest deal for the Arizona Coyotes ever, because he was picked up by Arizona. And then he came to Utah, and then just couldn't cut it in the A, and was done within two seasons, I think. And I'm like, Matt, I mean, you missed the boat on that guy. But with Hunter, he was like, this is the real deal. This is a, this is the goalie of the future. And what didn't he sign with Arizona? Yeah, he signed with Arizona. He played for them a game last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, did he just have a one-year deal, and then he ends up with the Avalanche? I think it was two. Okay. I think it was two years. Because out of school, right? It's a two-year entry level, so, depending on the age. Okay. So, he played it. He played in Dubuque in the USHL and tore it up, did really well there. Then played at Univer- then Minnesota Duluth. Yeah. I think two, one or two years there, I forget. Yeah. And then with the Avalanche, man, they, is it just because Billington's always looking at goaltenders? He's always... <laughs> right. He should. He should be good at finding goalies. Yeah. So, now you've got Hunter Miska here with the Utah Grizzlies. Yeah. And how's he... When did he get here? Um, He's been here a couple of days now. Okay. Because this was... When you came in and told me this, I he had came no in idea. Friday. We added him Sunday. Oh, okay. I think it was Sunday. Oh. All right. Monday, maybe. Something like that. Now, when there's a battle for this, do you notice... Do like all right? If a guy is pretty sure he's the starter, and then all of a sudden another guy comes in, do you notice a change in the guy that thought he was a starter? Do you notice that he's uh, uh yeah, first on, last off? Um, yeah, a lot of times you'll notice something, and I'll, but honestly, like with uh, if if you're asking about Mason McDonald and, and his attitude, he's he's un- he's awesome, he's unbelievable. He works super hard in practice. He's very present, uh, wants to know what's going on, uh, very involved. Um, I love those goalies who uh, work hard on every shot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, like you'll, you'll have goalies that won't even try and practice. 
and you'll have goalies that'll only try on the first shot in practice. You know, okay. and they call those game goalies, right? The gamers, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if they're good, if they're gamers, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but uh, yeah, like Aaron Dell. Aaron Dell was that way. Yeah, I know. He could be real lazy in practice, which is but an absolute gamer. And in conversations the game. with, and I've talked to Aaron. We've we've tried like five different times to have him on the show. <laughs> and Surprise, to, he hasn't. No, I and, and I, I can see him doing that. I talk to him all the time, and because yeah. we're complete gear geeks, and he is probably the biggest gear geek in the NHL. Really? Yeah. Have you? Seen, I mean, his he has Mike Smith's the same way, but. Aaron has like four sets game ready right now. And he has one of the cool, like all the goalies out there know he's got a stealth mode set right yeah. now for when the <laughs> Sharks wear their black jerseys. Yeah. But when, because I was talking to Aaron and one of my biggest things here on the show is I talked to guys about, you know, all right, you, nobody believed in you. And why is that? And what did you do to change it? And Aaron first out, he's like, I cannot practice. Yeah. He's like, I suck at practice. He told me he told me his first year at North Dakota, he didn't even butterfly in practice. Why? Because it doesn't mean anything? Because it's not like he just doesn't want to he said he didn't want to get hit in the head. Which as a goalie, you know, you butterfly and you if they're shooting top shelf and you butterfly at every shot, you're gonna take a few off the mask. That's just and it's not like guys are shooting Right. At your helmet. You get a helmet on. It doesn't right. hurt, right? Exactly. It well. still hurts. <laughs> <laughs> it still rings your bell. Yeah, it does. And I, you know, like, I don't get mad when guys, like, because some goalies get really they angry when they get mad. smoked in the mask. But if I'm in the butterfly and I get hit in the mask, that's my fault. If that shot's coming up high and I went low and I get smoked in the mask, that's my fault. But, and again, I have a mask. I, I pay a lot of money for a Miska mask, <laughs> you know? But, uh, so I've helped with Hunter's growth in his first, yeah. his, the yacht he probably grew up on out of the thousand dollars. But uh, yeah, so you have goalies like Aaron, and, and I'm I'm probably guilty as well. And but you have goalies that sometimes figure that the coaches don't even watch, and that's one of the things that I've heard goalies say too is, "Well, coach doesn't even watch me practice." Yeah, right. So do you notice when a guy's giving up goals? Yeah. Or? Now here's the thing, though. In in the defense to that. Uh, like the first week, yeah. maybe for at least the first few days of training camp, when you don't know anybody on the ice, like you know their names and you've talked to them, but you don't know what they a lot of them what they look like on the ice, and you're trying to figure that out. Maybe I'm not playing paying close attention to the goalies, um, but like I know everybody now on the ice. I know, I know their tendencies. I know if they're not working hard. I know like you you know them by now, and uh, you're paying a lot more attention to the to the goalies. Now that's the head coach, assistant coach who's not running the practice all the time. Yeah, they can just kind of look at everything, you yeah. know. Um, but the head coach, when you're trying to figure out, you know, how the drill's going, should we tweak it, da, da, you know, that kind of thing, uh, you're managing the drill. Uh, yeah, you're, may, you might not be paying so much attention closely to the goalies. Okay. That's All fair. the time. And as a goalie, you're like, okay, well, this isn't a game situation anyway. Like, that's that's another one of the arguments, right? Like, I'm, I'm taking shots, but how many times in, in my life am I, am I going to take – like if you're working on a certain drill off a, off a certain face-off circle, right. how many times am I going to take this exact shot over and over again? So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna maybe instead of focusing on that shot, I'm focusing on my movement and the right. you know the yeah. correct. I know so, what you mean. so goalies will tweak a drill for themselves yeah. so that it it more makes sense to them as as development instead of just stopping that shot. And I know that sounds kind of weird. But we have to teach goalies that a lot in goalie camp is like, hey, I get like maybe the shooter isn't shooting where we want him to shoot anyway to teach you this right. movement. But the repetition of the movement is the important part of the goaltender so that this part's muscle memory. Right, exactly. More important than stopping the shot on the drill. 
Yeah. So, and I know some goalies will tweak that. No, but then for a guy like me, I'm good for about the first five minutes of a drill, and then I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I'll stay down in the butterfly and just yeah. push around, <laughs> try to stop shots, and especially at that level, and especially with. I remember one of your first practices, like. You're like, hey, we're going to skate for like 45 minutes. And then I'll like an hour. And so I kind of gauged myself for 45 minutes. <laughs> and then at the hour 15 mark. <laughs> <That's nice. laughs> How do you do that? <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, a, I'm done. At I'm 20 done. years, <laughs> I've got, to have, I got it down. But I, like, so I was planned for 45 minutes. So I'm like, all right, at the 40 minute mark, I'm, I'm really going to push hard. And then something had happened where you decided we were going to go for like an hour 15. <laughs> so, at about the hour mark, I'm starting to look down a tunnel because we, we had just we had just done this drill, and I'm like, I'm going to pass out. The Grizzlies' new coach is here, and I'm going to pass out in front of him because I'm too old to keep going for an hour and fifteen at this pace. But anyway, so getting off track there. All right, so a guy like Mason, he's he's got it. He's he's dialed in, and he's pushing hard every every shot yeah. practice. And 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 we don't know. I, I'm, I mean, I have an idea who's going to start on uh, on Friday, but um, I, I don't know who's going to win the job for the entire year. Like, who who knows? Um, both right. of them are very capable. We know how good Mason is. Uh, we had to play against him last year. I think he was. I think they said he was four zero and one against us. Wow. Um, but I'm telling you, he's the only reason that team was in games against us. And what team is that? Kansas City. He was in right. Kansas City last year. And uh, yeah, he stood on his head against us. Um, he's he's good. He played really well in that first game and on Friday. And uh, he wants it. He he's a he played World Juniors, right? Yeah. He's a for Canada. He's a he's a good goaltender. He's a big kid, tall, long legs. Um, so I mean, I've got one A and one A right. that I can choose from. So it's pretty lucky. Again, that's what a what a spot to be in. Just, yeah. Do you ever think because uh, there are teams that go every other night? Yeah, have the, the it's a goalie rotation like pitchers. Yeah. Nah, I, I mean I'm. If a goalie gets hot, I'm probably going to go with them. Obviously, I don't want another guy um, sitting there too long. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you got the hot hand, you're probably going to get the nod. Yeah. Uh, you carrying three goalies this year? Yeah, we have to. Okay. The Avalanche. Yeah, really the Avs want us to carry three. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. really hard, on, it's a, the, it's really hard on the e-bug, you know? It's really hard on the e-bug. It's really hard on the number three, too. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Because um, the kid you had last year, he played one game. Well, I, not not for us, though. Well, well, um. Oh gosh! I just forgot both their names. All of a sudden, I'm going back. I, I went back two years. I've got Eric Levine coming up, but it was uh, and I, <laughs> uh, he was at Ohio State. Okay, so uh, anyway, so what, well, what happened with him was he came in, and then what was it a month in? He was uh, doing a drill in practice, doing rebound. Oh yeah, of all drills. Yeah, and he opened up his to make the save like this, like sprawling. Yeah, and broke his. Sorry, I probably lost the microphone there. But opened up his hand like this to to make the save. And broke his hand. Yeah. Oh. So then he was out for two months. Oh man. While he was out, we needed him. Yeah. You know. I remember that. And then, uh, and then it came time. Like, you know, he he came back, and then he's probably there for another few weeks, and then was saying like, I don't really want to sit here anymore. Yeah. I mean, you don't blame him. And I tell the number three all the time, like, I don't know what's going to happen to the regular season. I don't know if there's going to be no injuries, no call ups. Who knows? Um, but I'm if you buy your time. Uh, you're probably going to get in the net. If yeah. he hadn't broke his hand, right? Yeah. he would have played 10, 15 games that year. Because you, you had, I mean, Carr, you were ex- you were expected to have um, Kanata, Kanata play the majority of the games. Yeah. And he ended up with Colorado a lot of Yeah, a little bit. He, got, he would get called up. And then Not you had, play, but he'd get called up. And Carr played really well. 
But I remember because there was some. I I ended up with a game last year, which I did not expect, because because our guy broke his. Yeah, because yeah. He, he had a broken hand and just a yeah. weird. Just, but that's what happens with goalies. That's why they make you carry three, right? Yeah. Because otherwise, you're going to be using an e bug five to ten games yeah. a year. Um, was there any thought of carrying a local guy as your third, or do you have to carry a local a, old guy? No, no. I'm. This time, I'm not even just trying to <laughs> deal for myself here. No, but but really, I mean, you've got guys that have played at the U or at uh, Weber State or whatever. You've um, got guys. Like yeah, the way I'm thinking uh, in the summer uh, when I'm trying to sign that third, you you got to find the right guy. You got to find a guy that's capable of playing, uh, could play quite a few games, um, but willing to sit there. Yeah, you know, and buy and buy their time. Um, so yeah, uh, honestly, I don't I don't remember any guys that came across my desk though, local. Uh, and I'm you know it's it's a tough jump from. Uh, like either club hockey, right. club hockey to this is that's a tough jump. Yeah, and I don't think a lot Especially of people understand goaltenders. That. Yeah, it's- goaltenders that'd be super hard. Um, for D, it's uh, not quite as hard as a goalie, and then for forwards, you might be able to get away with it as long as you can skate well enough and you can work hard enough. You can blend in the game. We've had you know? we've had a couple guys be third or fourth line guys that have come out of. Yeah, that's that's a little bit easier. Yeah, and a you defenseman, ha- you make a mistake. Oh, There's yeah. a scoring chance. Goalie, you make a mistake, it's in the back of your net. You yeah. know? So it just gets, it increases there, the uh, intensity there. Right, because as, as a D, if you make a mistake, maybe your goalie picks it up. Yeah, right. But as a goaltender, you're, it's, it's it just happen. doesn't happen. You look dumb. Yeah, that was my biggest fear when I got put in. It's like, oh, man, am I going to just look bad after this? <laughs> but now you're just a legend. A, yeah. You know? Yep. Yep. Never, <laughs> never been... St- Got a perfect record. <laughs> I got so lucky, man. I got so lucky. The backdoor save. Oh, yeah. Meshack. Backdoor, yeah. Power play. He told, yeah. Five on three, wide open backdoor. I got across. Had my eyes closed the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever works, right? Just hoping for the best. And then, so, just I, pl- I played lot, uh, for, I'm on a new men's league team. I switch men's leagues. And I, I get out, and they're, they're like, oh, aren't you the guy? Aren't you the guy? And I'm like, yeah. And then I went out, and I gave up nine goals. So, they're <laughs> like, oh. But but we won nine to ten because <laughs> that's men's league and there was just yeah. you know sometimes you got five forwards yeah but uh, all right and speaking of local guys that get out there and and you had a didn't you have you had at least one local guy CJ Stubbs CJ Stubbs is, is that all you brought to camp this year uh yes okay and he made it for did he play preseason he did one game nice at home started nice. so we're getting there I mean. Mm-hmm. We're getting well. We've had local guys. I CJ mean, can play at this level. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I released him um, Sunday morning, uh, but he can play at this level. He's he's a good player. Yeah. I mean, the problem with our team, especially um, at the forward position, we, we literally have eight contract forwards. You know, and then you mix in the, the other ones, and you can only carry so many. So um, he can play, um, but we don't have enough space on space on the roster. You know, so might as well you know. Release him, have him go down to the SPHL and play some games. Yeah, like, kind of like the, our contract guys that we have. Is that yeah. what he did? Is he did he go yeah, to the SP? I, I believe he's going to the SP. Yeah. Okay, I was just worried that he came back to men's league. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Don't do it. No. Yeah, all right. So that, well, that's cool. So now we've kind of got an idea of what's going on. Um, who's who else is going to be really strong this year in our division? Uh, I think Allen will be good. To be honest, uh, they weren't good last year, but. Um, they've signed some pretty good players, and uh, why do they seem to be an every other year club? Have you noticed that with them? Like they'll win the championship and then not be good, and then yeah, I'm not sure. 
good question. I mean, I guess if we knew that, we'd know how I to... I wish they were bad every year. Yeah. You know? That'd be great. <laughs> uh, um, Tulsa. Tulsa's got, like, the same team. So you know you know they'll be strong. Idaho's got the same team. Yeah. Different coach, uh, but the same team. So um, Oh, I didn't realize Idaho replaced their coach. Yeah, well, he went up to the American League. Oh, okay. He, uh, with their affiliate, with Texas, he got the assistant job. So who's their coach this year? Everett Sheen. He was their assistant. Oh, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. And Scott Burt's the assistant now. Oh, no way. Yeah. I love Scott Burt. He's a yeah. good dude. Yeah, he played here. Yeah, he was an Idaho dude. Mm-hmm. Is he University of Maine guy? You Maybe you don't that remember. I don't know. I think, I think he was a University of Maine guy and then and then Idaho and then Utah. And he was, yeah, he was, he was a good yeah, They retired his jersey. Oh, wow. really? Scott Burt, yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, that is cool. Idaho's a cool little place, man, and, and they, they really do remember those players that won those championships with them. And I'm I'm hoping when uh, when we start getting some championships in here that the Grizzlies do the same, put some more jerseys in the the rafters this year. Yeah, or Ryan, soon, or soon. Kanaswich would be a good one. He deserves to be up there, all time leading scorer, hands down. Played a ton. There's yeah. we have a couple guys, Kanaswich, uh, uh, Raycroft. There's a few guys that they played a long time here and and I agree did a lot and should have their jersey in the stands. But cool. All right. Well, I'm really looking forward to the season. Yeah, me too, man. And I'm, I'm looking. F- I I love watching the goalie battles. And uh, you know, at at 46 now. Yeah, 46. I, I I'm hoping Catch to get. Me, man. I'm Catch hoping to get me. one more year. <laughs> <laughs> hoping to get one more. Like if I get one game this year, that's 20 consecutive years that I've wow. had backed up. No pressure for me. Yeah, yeah, way to throw that out there. Well, there's a, yeah, there's <laughs> Sick a, brag. There's a, there's a reason I said that. No. Yeah. Perfect timing. Yeah, well, that could just be in the league. It doesn't matter. But anyway. It's the 50th anniversary puck and the 20th anniversary for you. Yeah. Look at that. They should wow. have a 20th anniversary Jay Stevens puck. No, I'm just kidding. Bobblehead. <laughs> yeah. I've always wanted to imagine that. More Jay Stevens bobblehead <laughs> sitting on <laughs> your desk. Knock it off. 11, 11 pe- just hear you throwing it against the <laughs> wall. <laughs> 11 people would know who that was. <laughs> well, that's very cool. Uh, Tim, I can't, I can't thank you enough for coming out, yeah, and sure. we're really excited about this season. Gary, do you have anything? No, nah, just, yeah, thanks for being here. We're looking forward to the season, and, man, everybody get out and support the Grizzlies this year. For sure. All right, like and uh, as always, tickets are available. Season tickets are available, uh, utahgrizz.com, and it's your Facebook page is, is more active now. You've got it seems like you Instagram. Guys are, Instagram. It seems like you guys yeah, have really got, got, a got, guy got it going. That's super creative. Yeah, oh, that's important. really good. His name's Drew. I can't give him enough props. He's unbelievable. No, yeah. wait till you see some of this stuff that we throw out there for awesome. the home opener and stuff like that. He's he's at the next level. That guy. I'm excited about. And it. he's former military. Oh, is he, sir? I don't. I don't want to get my stats wrong here but yeah he served in afghanistan and stuff like that he's gotcha. unbelievable guy very cool well we'll have to have him yeah. in and talk to him too one of the things stuff. he did on our website too is you can go online and choose i think add to phone the calendar like you go on the oh, you yeah. look at the schedule mm-hmm. you can add it and then boom it's just instantly in your phone yeah all the games. I just did that for my men's league thing too. That's so awesome yeah, that yeah. you can just yeah, automatically I don't know do how that. They do that, but it's unreal. You yeah, that is nice. I am definitely going to do that because uh, I plan on going to the majority of the games this year. And th- that's what's cool about hosting a podcast is now I'm like I can tell my wife like I was telling saying uh, last week on the podcast. <laughs> I'm like I got to go to work. <laughs> like I got I got to do the research. Right, I'm going to the Grizzlies game, so it's not just that I'm going to the Grizzlies game anymore. I've got. I've that's got true. an excuse. Yeah. <laughs> Carrying the notepad, pen, make sure it looks legit. Scout and sands. That's a good idea. Clipboard. Yeah. yeah. Clipboard. Because then I look like <laughs> I belong there. Because, I mean, there were years that I wouldn't miss a game. 
And I think every hockey fan's that way. We just love to come out and watch it. And you guys have the the product that you're putting out now compared to the product that was there probably when you first got yeah, here. Yeah, for sure. It's the, it's better. The, the level of play has definitely increased in this league, and I think it's uh, it's only getting better. And and you have so many drafted guys and so many guys that have a potential future in the NHL where it used to just be one or two guys, like a goalie here or there, like Arendelle came in. Mm-hmm. And then, but now, I mean, you've got some legitimate talent and some yeah. exciting players, and man, I'm just excited for it. Yeah, me too. Okay, well, uh, if if you like what you've heard here, and uh, you want, obviously, go to utahgrizzlies.com, buy some tickets, come ch- come check out a game. Find Gary and I; we'll be up there with clipboards. We won't have anything <laughs> written down. No beverage, <laughs> beverage, pretzel. Uh, if you want to hear more more podcasts, just text the word "puck" to five seven five hundred, or go to go to kslsports.com. We have articles on there. We've written articles. And we're covering hockey way more on kslsports.com. There's also the podcast thing where you just click podcast, and you have all of our sports podcasts, and you can find the Utah Puck Report right there. Uh, and that's that's really it. Tim, thanks so much for coming out. Thanks for having me. Good luck this season. Yeah, I hope you, you hope you'll be in a few times this year so we can catch up on on the Utah Grizzlies. Let's do it. All right, and that's it for the Utah Puck Report.